DW. Hey, fool. Hey, idiot. Hello, pretty. One night stand? How much? You are stupid. You're ugly. You're a terrorist, right? Just by looking at her, you know she stinks. She wore tiny shorts. How stupid. Fame whore. Why don't you just kill yourself? I just hope one of these days you'll be raped. Be quiet. Don't leave the house. For many climate activists, the internet is a double edged sword. Essential for amplifying their message, but often at a cost that can be viciously personal, violent, and a daily reality. Renee Karanungan, an environmental campaigner from the Philippines, says being an activist leaves you exposed and an easy target for online abuse. And she would know. I get a lot of comments about my, my body or my face, for example, like you're so fat or you're so ugly. Um, but also like really, really bad threats like, you know, I will rape you or I will have you raped and things like that. There isn't much data on online abuse specifically against environmentalists, but Renee is one of many warning that it's on the rise. They try to silence you by harassing and intimidating you. And for a lot of people, you know, that's very difficult to handle. Receiving hundreds of messages, sometimes they message you personally on Facebook and Twitter, just degrading you as a person, basically. And on the extreme end, you can also get Uh, you know, death threats and violence. As abuse and hate becomes ever more woven into the fabric of digital life, she believes we too easily forget the impact it can have. The the trauma um, that an activist would feel by, by getting these messages, you know, they're not just online, they're real. So we live these trauma and these harassments every day, even if it's just a comment. Renee said often there's a strategic element to the abuse. In the Philippines, eco-activists are targets for red tagging, where government and security forces brand critics as terrorists or communists. Receiving these comments is particularly frightening, given that the country is ranked the second most dangerous in the world to be an environmental defender. But even in places like Germany, online abuse is rife as Lorenz Blumenthaler of the anti-racist Amadeo Antonio Foundation explained. We definitely see an immense increase of hate speech against climate activists, especially young activists and female activists, obviously. Last year, Luisa Neubauer, prominent organizer of Germany's Fridays for Future movement, won a court case over hateful comments she received online. This came after German far-right party Alternative for Deutschland's criticisms of Greta Thunberg included likening her to a cult figure and mocking her autism. While some individuals simply troll without any specific ideology, Loren says much of the abuse is supported by an organised online structure built by the far-right. We have a lot of really well-networked, we call them hatefluencers on um, Twitter, for instance, that start targeting one person specifically with a threat. And then this really increases the hate because, of course, these people have like 20,000 followers 
and then suddenly the whole hate bubble really right-wing extremists and very very dangerous people get drawn to these young activists and they then definitely also use hate speech to silence people when it comes to hate speech comments attacking people based on factors such as religion ethnicity or gender Platforms like TikTok and Facebook have vowed to take stronger action. But online abuse against environmental activists doesn't always fit squarely into this definition. It's helpful to understand hate speech as a tactic in a wider, diverse campaign of abuse, according to Lara Vodka from the German-based Heinrich Bull Stiftung. I think if you're talking about environmental defenders or environmental activists, it is part of a whole toolkit of strategies that is used to target people, intimidate them, silence them, keep them out. It's defamation, it's misinformation, it's hate speech. For those invested in suppressing climate activism, online abuse is a low-cost, high-impact strategy, she said. It diverts activists' precious attention, resources and energy, forcing them to defend their legitimacy rather than the planet. Such strategies have been well documented in Bolsonaro's Brazil, particularly against NGOs and indigenous leaders fighting to stop the destruction of the Amazon. Mary Menton, Environmental Justice Research Fellow at Sussex University, says she's seen an increase in the use of fake news and smear campaigns aimed at discrediting indigenous leaders and making them look like criminals. And, and I think that that is one of the things that we see a lot right now in Brazil is indigenous people speaking out against hate speech and this sense that the government is speaking out against them as a group and this sense that they're putting targets on their backs. They're essentially inviting violence against them because they're speaking out so consistently. It's, it's a very difficult line. When does it become hate speech, right? Mm -hmm. When does it stop being one individual statement and become a broader discourse against a particular group. And when does it become genuinely dangerous? In 2019, 46 environmental defenders were murdered in the Philippines. Some activists told me now they were paranoid, constantly casting a look over their shoulder for fear of being followed. For Renee, one of the most worrying things is this link between online abuse and physical danger. You know, you think it's not very impactful, and some people just do it for fun, you know, like trolls. But it's definitely one of the first steps in allowing this impunity and violence to happen among environmental activists. The online abuse became so overwhelming for Renee that she decided to leave the country and her home. But the experience has also taught her what activists today need to cope with their work. The important thing is, you know, you have your support group. And if you don't have that, it's, it's really difficult, you know, it can get you into a very dark place. So having that kind of collective support amongst environmentalists and other activists is kind of a good way to deal with it. For DW, I'm Holly Young in Berlin. DW.